Today on Ovias and Gilio, no Gilio, but Lauren Brownlow is in the house. We'll talk about the Carolina Panthers Hall of Honor, how politicians seem to be missing the boat when it comes to college athletics, and an investigation over Mrs. Met, and just how thick she really is. OG. 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 Golly. It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Lauren Brownlow. I'm Joe Ovius. We're in the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh, Empire Properties, live to tape. Welcome, Brownlow. Thank you. I'm honored. What do you think of our dorm? I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I think I need there needs like to be like a Che poster, maybe, or like a Bob Marley poster. I don't know. I'm thinking back to my college days. I feel like uh, we've had this conversation before about the classic first couple of weeks on campus, and you got the poster guy, the Scarface poster. That's really you need the a one. Scarface. Yeah. You need the John Belushi college. Yes. You need some sort of black light. Pink Floyd type thing. I don't even know if the kids still care about that kind of stuff. They probably have like Rick and Morty posters. Well, since now. the 90s are back, I'll bet that they do. Okay. Right? Like, I'll bet that that came back like unironically, just like a lot of 90s things did. Eh, fair like enough. posters. Posters are coming back. Well, it's funny. Kelly was sent a photo from a friend that was from Apex High School, like mm-hmm. freshman year. And if you did not know the context of the photo, you would think it was a from modern photo. No, you would think it was a, a, a photo from today. Oh, from today. Because of what the kids are wearing now. Yeah. Oh, well, that's like totally true. 90s stuff. Yeah. It really, 90s I stuff. mean, and not even all the good stuff. Like a lot of the bad stuff made it back. Well, what's the bad stuff that made it back? I haven't seen the Jinko jeans yet. I haven't seen like yes, the, no, those I haven't are, seen the super wide like jeans yet. That's I've seen those for sure. Okay. Yeah. Like that's, like, that's back. Cause like Caleb, the high wasted stuff is back. I'm like, what is this? Why are we doing this again? I mean, Caleb's essentially dressing like I would dress on a normal day. His jeans are, <laughs> his jeans are a little looser. Cause now they sell quote unquote nineties loose jeans. That's at, what, oh my Gap. God. Then they literally call it that nineties loose. And <sighs> I, I shriveled up into a corn cob because I felt terrible. Like, yeah. wow, you mean my youth is now retro. Well, Interesting. It's funny to me because like when we were, I feel like when we were college age and like high school age, I was obsessed with the 80s, but I didn't want to dress like it. Yeah. You know? We'll I, see. Our, <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you. I know. That's true. Just by four years. But still, just a little bit older. You, but you, make, you guys it, weren't like into the 70s. That wasn't yeah, we were. Oh, were you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> Showing my age. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It, 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 look. I'll, I'll, I'll close this part of the conversation yeah. where the real line of demarcation was uh, the college radio station for UNC, XYC, used to, I think they still do it, but they had what they called an 80s throwback dance at the Cat's Cradle about once or twice a year. Oh, no, that, yeah, that happened when I was Okay, so was it yeah. still 80s when you were at yes. UNC? Yes, Okay, well, when they finally shifted it to the 90s, <sighs> and I believe it's now like early 2000s, you no. Really... Why? Why is that? A, that's not a nostalgic time, Actually, is it? Lauren, it was twenty years ago. Think about that. I mean, I know, but that doesn't mean it's a time anyone looks back on with like great fondness, is it? Uh, it depends on the music. I mean, you're talking peak boy bands, Britney Spears, like, that kind of the stuff. The fashion was worse than the '90s. Then was it? Yes. Go like seriously. Go back and look at like any. We're talking like the Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Spears, like the denim tuxedo. The, yeah, the, the Canadian situation. tuxedo. Yeah. All right. I have to go. Oh, Canadian that. tuxedo. That's right. I have yeah. to go back and look at that. Then. It's bad. The fashions were very bad. All right. All right. No, but, but my point is like, yeah. if you're if you're 20 years old in college right now, right. You know, that's the stuff that's nostalgic. Is in the same way that in 1999, right? Because it's like that's when you were born. Yeah. And like you can't, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like so, by the time I got to my sophomore junior year at NC State, the stuff that was from the 70s was retro. You know, just like the stuff from the early 2000s is now retro. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. Speaking of going back into the Wayback Machine, Duke and Carolina, the rivalry continues on just in a different iteration now with Hubert Davis and yes. John Shire. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams enjoying retirement differently, I, I would of say. Of course. I think it, well, it ultimately... Coach K doesn't play golf. No, and I feel like... I think I feel like their retirements are actually very respective of their personalities. For sure. You know which, I mean? which I think we thought would be the case. For I th- sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that too. I think that's how it can be the case. But they still get together on occasion. Yeah. And this, ha- I, I guess, CNBC, it's adorable. It's super, super cute. Uh, CNBC, I guess, named North Carolina as like a top place to do business. So they got Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams to do this really cringy video 
Hi, I'm Roy Williams, former men's basketball coach at the University of North Carolina. And I'm Mike Krzyzewski, former men's basketball coach at Duke University. Over the years, we've usually been on opposite sides of the floor. There are a few things we haven't exactly agreed on. For example, which blue is the best color? But one thing we can agree on. It's North Carolina is America's top state for business. Hi, I'm Roy Williams, former <laughs> men's basketball <laughs> coach. <laughs> so anyway, nice I, high ceilings, Roy. Yeah, wow. that's that's in the grandfather mountain location, I'm pretty sure. That would not be yeah, that does have mountain house vibes. For yeah, sure. that's very I, nice. I, I believe he's out in the, the grandfather that mountain. That was quite area. the flex, of course. With I, that background. Yeah, Both of them their own different flexes with like Coach K with like weirdly looks like a Duke themed bar <laughs> somehow. Yeah, it's the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood it's bar. Where they, it's where they do all their social media stuff. You think is oh that's at Duke. Yeah, that's okay. At, Duke. at first I was like, is that at his house? Well, Coach K always talked about making a Club Cameron. So maybe he actually turned a Club Cameron his man yeah, cave. He actually, asked Coach him K, K like, totally make does not a Club have a Cameron in my house. That's exactly what he wanted. I can't do a Coach K impression. I'm not gonna try. Good call. I I have questions. Right. The first one, they're clearly reading off a script, which is funny. Uh, if you if you watch the video, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see them looking down at the screen like, OK, I need to like read off this yeah. thing or like paw. <laughs> and you can tell like, huh. yes, North Carolina is a great place for business. Pause. I was going to say, like, they sound like me talking about business. That's about as much as <laughs> like, hey, yeah, I hear, I hear business is great. Businesses do well here. Where That's I, about all I know about it. And meanwhile, in the in the in the in the Coach K situation, and I'm fairly certain that Duke's social media team just say, hey, come into the recording space. We'll set the camera up and we're good to go. Read your lines, whatever. Right. But in Roy's case, you know Wanda set up that video call. Had to. Because I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but during the pandemic when everything was happening via Zoom, if Roy was back in that that grandfather mountain yeah, yeah, location. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot and the that. Zoom call, because you can take the little, it'll, it'll, put your, it'll display your name if you're not you know, if, if, if you don't um, toggle it off right. or whatever. And sure enough, it was Wanda. It was like Wanda's oh, yeah. iPad. Yeah, I remember I think it that. Said it like was. Wanda's it was iPad. Like... <laughs> Which, you know what? It's, it's so tracks. cute. Roy, Roy Williams absolutely is not Yeah, he's not like up no, to a stereotype. Like that's There are some is. things that he does that with, I feel like. Like yeah. he plays up a little bit, but like I really don't. I mean, I hear like, and I hear from people around you know, that know him well, that are like, no, yeah. his hatred of technology is real. Like he hates email. <laughs> he like barely can open it. Well, and he doesn't like it. Well, I remember that when, when Gillio and I did the Roy Williams podcast, I was convinced that it was just a work that you're just playing this up. You actually right. know what's going on. You probably have a no, no. Twitter burner account. And no, with he doesn't. no, without like, he didn't even hesitate. He handed me his phone. Right. He goes, look, you look. That's actually wild that he introduced. Because he didn't care because there's nothing on his phone. He's like, he's got his golf tracker I don't app. think he would know, even if there were, that like he shouldn't hand you his phone. There's, there is that too. He's like, yeah, look. I was like, uh, okay. There's like a golf app and there's that's like, it? Yeah, it's basically, it keeps track of his handicap. He's got his stocks app. And then he's got the ESPN app for alerts. And that's about it. There's really nothing on his phone. That's wild. Like Roy's the type of dude that if he wants to share a photo, he will screen grab the picture of a picture and right. then send you the screen grab and you see all the things that are on it. I don't think he knows how to screen grab. Yeah, maybe he does. There's he no way he, he knows how to accidentally screen grab. Like it. me, like I do. I have a million yeah. accidental screen grabs on my phone. So you're probably listening to this wondering, okay, guys, where is this going? Well, the business, number one, you know, yes. North Carolina. Important state, business important, state. An important business state. Yes. There's a lot of things going on here that give people a reason to want to move to North Carolina. And some of that is related to sports and college sports in this area is huge business. For I think sure. we all recognize that it's huge business now, right, Lauren? Yes. I mean, how how often have we gone when we started? Some doing... of us recognized it before. Well, this is true, too. <laughs> but let's think about your time when you were at UNC or when I was at NC State in the athletic facilities when we were in college versus where they are today. Yeah. And also the amount of money that's going to the coaches and everything else. So business, right? It's all a business. We all recognize the business. Except those who are making decisions at the highest level of government still don't want to accept this. And they're still living in this weird world where, no, 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 no. The beauty of college athletics is the amateurism. It's the fact so, that they're not getting paid. It's honestly too precious. I can't. I can't with those people. So here's here's Rand Paul. Rand Paul is a libertarian last time I checked, which is ironic given what he's just about to say about unpaid labor. But this was during a live PGA 
antitrust conversation taking place in D.C. And out, oh. of, out of nowhere. Well, you know what politicians handle well? Sports <laughs> business conversations. Yeah, this is true. So Rand Paul out of nowhere decides to go on a non sequitur rant about college basketball and getting paid. The court ruled unanimously that the NCAA, NCAA can't invoke their rules. And so they've completely screwed up college athletes. We used to be proud. Many of us love watching amateur athletes that weren't paid. Now everybody that plays. I have to Whoa. pause it right there. Whoa. Why was right that there. the point of pride? Who, who has ever said when you're at the sporting event, you know, it's like, yeah, man, cracking open a beer, okay. you're tailgating, you're ready for a football <laughs> game or a basketball game. You know, I'm going to the Duke Carolina game. It's right. Cameron Indoor Stadium. This is a once in a you lifetime opportunity. You know what makes it special? That they're not paid. That they're not paid. I mean, I okay. <laughs> in his slight defense, I think some of what he's getting at is like, there is this idealistic, of course, as we now understand way yeah, better than yeah, we used yeah. to, notion that like, player X picks your school and mm-hmm. it's special because of that. Like you picked your school and so did they. And but they love your school better. too. No, I know we know better, but, but that's, we know better. that's what I think he's talking about as opposed to like enjoying the fact that no one's getting paid. Although, um, you know, well, what, he, some people probably enjoy that too. Eh, maybe, maybe. I have thoughts on those people. Plays basketball in, in college is going to be drawing a Bentley or a Rolls. I mean, we're going to be seeing rap stars instead oh, of basketball whoa, stars. Whoa, I mean, this is crazy. But you know why it happened? Because Congress sat around and said, oh, well, because of antitrust, we can't let the NCAA do it. It went to the court, and the court made the ruling, unfortunately, a unanimous ruling based on the law. So the law's got to change. Antitrust shouldn't be involved with association. Okay. Anyway, that's Rand Paul uh, having some hot takes. He said the quiet part out loud a, a few times. The rap star. Well, the yeah. Bentley enrolls already. That's not even a, that's that's not even like a dog a, whistle either. Uh, yeah, that's like level pink in terms of like red alerts. <laughs> and then he goes to rap stars and you're like, oh, so you mean black people. Cool. Yes, yes. Great. You mean black players. You mean you used to be proud of watching the scrappy white players. Yes. But no, now you have to watch black players and they're getting paid. Ugh, also, gross. basketball. Very quick to point out basketball. Basketball and even, rap stars. Even though we know in football, same thing's happening. But anyway. Interesting. Very interesting ways that he, again, I would say it's the dog whistle, but it's not even a whistle. That dude was uh, ma- saying he the had quiet. a megaphone. He was saying the quiet part out loud on that one. So th- I, I I bring up this Rand Paul thing to illustrate a couple of points. One, these are decision makers. And we saw this on the local level, too, when it came to sports wagering. Where right. We had people in the NCGA bringing up the Dixie Classic, things that happened back in the 50s, as though this is why you can't have legalized sports wagering in the state. I mean, and understand, not understanding that the Dixie Classic never would have happened if we had legalized sports wagering right. because it's up to the books to make sure that everything is good. Yes. And now we got Rand Paul, who I, last time I checked, he likes free markets. From pre, If I know my politics correctly, he likes free markets yes. until we talk about unpaid labor for his favorite college sports. No, we've got to keep sense. that. Make it make sense to me, Lauren. We can't, we can't let those rappers make money. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, uh, Rap stars. Like, how, P.S. How, I'm sorry. If you know anything about college athletics, how do they have the time? To have a rap career while they're playing uh, basketball. We know some that tried. Well, yes. I mean, do. there's a picture behind you but that like, has Malika Boo. Malika Boo actually put out his like best Drake stuff on uh, SoundCloud. Did JJ Reddick have some kind of? He had poetry. It that was, was, it was poetry. It was I'm positioned sorry. as poetry, but, but my, our friend Bomani Jones always liked to point out, no, read it again. That's right. Put a beat to it. Okay. JJ was actually writing rap lyrics. I'm like, okay. I'll no. believe you on that. Yeah. I'll say this about all the hand-wringing about college athletics, and we've heard it from politicians. We've heard it from, from some fans, people who do a lot of hand-wringing over what's going on with college athletics. Mm-hmm. But not nobody can give me a proper response to, okay, if you feel that this is ruining college athletics, please explain to me why engagement, interest, television ratings does not reflect this pushback on what's happening in college athletics. Yeah. That's a, I mean, it's a good question. College football ratings are up. Men's college basketball ratings were up in the regular season. Women's college basketball. Well, that's that's the up. thing that's interesting to me is how quickly you see women's basketball kind of catching up. Yes. I think if you want to argue there's been pushback, I mean, that's not to say there's not like a transfer portal and NIL and all that in the women's basketball, because yeah. there is. And it's yeah. it's, you know, they've they've done very well with that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I think 
if you want to see a pushback, there's not as many of the transfers. I feel like in like you see more cohesive units, I guess, stay from year to year. I have heard people say that they've gotten more into the women's game that's as a result thing. of that. And I get it. But, but, you I get are, it. but, uh, but, but the thing is yeah, that's to it. understand, to understand that part. Yeah. Excuse me a second. <coughs> All transparency here. I, I, we, we, we have a cough button, but it doesn't really work in the room, but we're, 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 regardless what you just pointed out about the women's game and why there's been much more interest in the women's game also can lend itself to the men's game with NIL. Yes. Got, look at Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Armando Baycott and RJ Davis are sticking around because of name, image, and likeness right. rather than trying to make it a go in the NBA because they've, their time has run out. They have incentive to stick around. Of course. And that creates more interest in your team. There's and more it, connectivity. Right. There. And I was going to say, and there's more incentive to stay where you are, unless you are this star that sort of transcends where you're playing. You yeah. know what I mean? There's more incentive to kind of stay put and, you know, build your connection to that local community so you can keep getting NIL deals. Yeah. So th this idea that, and, you know, college baseball, by the way, it had really great ratings for the college world series. And you want to talk about a college sports that's dealing with the transfer portal. Like you can't even make a roster. You think college basketball coaches have a hard time yeah. understanding what their roster is going to look like in the off season. Baseball's worse because yes. you're dealing with the draft. Well, you're dealing with SEC schools plucking the top talent from other conferences, and then you also have to take into effect uh, take into effect the um, the baseball draft as well. So there's a, a bunch of things that are going on here, and yet again, college athletics continues to see an increase in television ratings despite the fact all the things that people say is ruining the game. So what, it doesn't make sense to me. What's frustrating for me is it's like if you want to talk about you know, kind of something that's going to make the sport less watchable and mm -hmm. more of a competitive imbalance, and you're worried about something involving money in sports perhaps you should be more concerned about the fact that the SEC and Big Ten literally have all of the money and thus are going to be able to get any that. players they want. And so what's the point of any other conference even playing? There is that. So uh, I put more stickers in the mail this week. We've got uh, some other, I'm working on t-shirt designs. Hopefully we'll okay. have some t-shirts on the Breaking Tea front page. You can go to breakingtea.com slash OG and buy the Canes t-shirt that we had put out during the during the postseason. Although I feel like there's a new Canes t-shirt we can make that's related to, you know, the pain of the rumor mill going around Canes Twitter, Canes threads, I guess, because they were supposed to get Tarasenko. They're supposed to get these guys. And then it's been like two weeks and we still don't know anything of what's going on there. But uh, that's another conversation. Hopefully next week with the Well, Canes. he got a new agent. Right? Yeah, I know. And like everybody was convinced that he was going to be a cane. He gets a new agent and then. Do you think that? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but also, uh, I want to highlight the fact that we have a couple other podcasts here on, I guess, the OG Media Network. We got Law of the Wolf, uh, which is hosted by Joe Giglio. Uh, that'll get ramped up even more as we get closer to the football season. We also have 919 Vice. It goes beyond just the beer conversations. We've actually been talking a lot of weed, Lauren, on 919 Vice. Yeah. I learned a, I learned a really valuable lesson about like how you can get the quote unquote real stuff in the state of North Carolina. It's all a workaround through dry weight. You just have to find the right stuff, but you can get the real thing in North Carolina. Afraid to comment. Just going to afraid to comment. Yeah. Just going to decline, like okay. decline to comment. Go ahead. Go ahead. De decline <laughs> to comment, decline to comment. All right. Big shout out to hometown realty. Check them out at myhtr.com. We know that this market is, as we started the conversation today, Great for business in North Carolina. A lot of people moving to North Carolina. If you need somebody to find a house, Hometown Realty's got you. You're trying to sell, Hometown Realty's got you. It's very, very competitive. You need somebody that knows all the tricks of the trade, and you can get that with Hometown Realty. Check them out at myhtr.com. And you know, while you're buying a house, you might need some legal representation. Look over those contracts. That's where you get Whitaker and Hamer. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Whitaker and Hamer's got locations throughout North Carolina. They got all the G's covered and they handle any number of legal issues for you. And speaking of business, as we talked about, again, North Carolina is one of the hot spots. Uh, one of the hottest spots in North Carolina itself is Wilmington. You can check out Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington. Jim Roberts, uh, who's been with us from the jump on this podcast because he understands the entrepreneurial nature, the networking, what's needed and if you're looking to do a startup, you're trying to get in on the ground floor, uh, kind of network and get other people in the Wilmington area, that's where Jim comes through. Again, you can check him out at NEWILM.com. Move on. And let's bring in our friend, Darren Gant, Panthers.com. 
What, what do, oh, I, I see what's behind you, Darren. I know that that's for you. Otherwise, I would be a slightly offended. And no offense to Edwards. He was a lovely person, I'm sure. It's it's more what Armonti represents to me okay. than like being having anything against him. I know that's for you, so yeah, I won't, at, I won't at, take offense. At State grad Darren Gant repping Armonti Edwards jersey behind him on the YouTube channel. Darren, what's going on, man? There's like a multi-layered story behind this jersey today. I was asked by a friend elsewhere in the organization yesterday. Um, they seemed a little frustrated. They had a last-minute ask put on them, and they said, "We've got to decorate Luke Combs's green room for the weekend." He wanted some. He wanted some memorabilia. He wanted something so he would feel at home here in Bank of America Stadium yeah, yeah, yeah. for his two weekend shows. And I said, "Brother, I have just the item for you." And so this came out of the personal collection. I, I found uh, I found a few of these hidden in a closet once upon a time that weren't going to good use. So mm -hmm. I, I have rescued them and I've given them out to uh, some friends. They're all finding good homes. It's, this is all perfect timing because I know Scott Fowler, the Charlotte Observer, uh, just released his feature. He's doing this series, you know, Sports Legends of the Carolinas. Yeah. And Armand's Edwards. And there that's where he is. Yeah. yeah. You know, what he did, you know, the yeah. mission, all that, mm -hmm. the upset, like, yes. But he referred 100%. to his time with the Panthers as the dark times, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel for Armonti in that way. I, I do too. And not to sidetrack your entire podcast, oh, but Armonti Edwards. Our podcast what, is poor, Darren. You know, fair enough. Um, yeah, what's the clock say? When do you got to be out for the next break? Um, it's like writing for the internet. We've got all day to do this. Yeah, man, we're good. We're good. Um, Armani Edwards didn't, he suffered from the time he entered the NFL and he rolled into Carolina during the year one of the John Fox mutiny. And when they had all these rookies that nobody wanted and he rolled up on the lockout and never had an off season to train, to get stronger. One of the things, I mean, he was obviously undersized coming out of college. Yeah. yeah. To make him an NFL wide receiver, they wanted to put 15 pounds on him. And he never really had that opportunity because of the lockout to, to be able to take part in a full offseason program. You roll into training camp. He's with a coach who didn't really want him or any of these other guys. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of went downhill from there. So are you saying, are you telling me that Armonte Edwards will not be? In the Hall of Honor for the Carolina Panthers, anyway. he's in my Hall of Honor. Okay, your he, personal Hall. Is of he Honor. in he's one? In my, I feel like he should. He be. should be. Yeah, whatever it is. If we've got one of those in Boone, he should definitely already be in it. If he's not, and he might be, and I just don't know. Mm -hmm. That's entirely possible. Also, that's yeah, entirely well, possible. Put him in if he's not. All right, so let's. Um, so brought you on today to kind of talk about a few things related to nostalgia and the Carolina Panthers. And they just announced, the right you, and that's why I wanted to, because you are King of Nostalgia. <laughs> so it was Brownlow to a certain extent. Yes. I feel like, so did, did they really go, how many years did they go without a Hall of Honor? Um, and it was like 20 years without a Hall of Honor? Yeah, something like that. It kind of fell on the back burner uh, for a while during the end of the Richardson administration. Yeah. I think there was, a, and I know from him telling me this, there was genuine desire not to water it down in the early years, not to get too excited, which actually is probably wise when sure. you're five years old, you don't want to induct 10 people because mm -hmm. then what happens when you actually do something? So right. um, I, I think it was probably a, a conscious decision. But one of the things Dave Tepper did when he bought the team is, is he wanted to do a little bit of that outreach and, and, and create some of those ties for some of the old guys and, and going with a four man class in 2019 was a little bit of a catch up. I don't know mm -hmm. that you'll necessarily see big, gigantic four man classes in the future or every year or every other year, even. I don't know what uh, Dave and I have talked about many things, but not necessarily that um, as far as what his plans are. But I think it's good. I think it gives fans an opportunity to tap into the things that make them feel good about this franchise. You saw it a year ago with Sam Mills going into the hall of fame and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, it's almost like it, it was close to being forgotten. It was so long ago. And then when you bring it back, you realize, Oh wow. Hey, the customers really dig on this stuff. Yeah, they, they do. And I, uh, to your point, 
you don't want to start this thing when the organization is fresh. You know, the right. Carolina Hurricanes just recently did this as a part of their 25th anniversary. It was yeah. the right time. That's a good time to start doing the Canes Hall of Fame. They automatically right. inducted Rod Brindamore, Ron Francis, Glenn Wesley because their numbers are already honored. And then they did the right thing, the, the sensible thing of putting Cam Ward in the first class. And I think they're going to do like one a year going forward. So I feel like there was a little bit of catch up to your point with the Carolina Panthers and all these names so far make sense. And it, 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 it's, I feel like to your point about the customers and maybe I'm reading this wrong because I'm kind of a late arrival when it comes to Carolina Panthers fandom in that the, the Panthers don't necessarily have a robust NFL history. They've got their Super Bowl appearances. They've got those lean years, but they certainly have fan favorites. Yes. A hundred percent. And these guys, Julius sure. Peppers and Musa Muhammad make, total sense yes. to put in the class right yes a hundred percent like i was so happy to see musa and muhammad on there because mm-hmm. i do think and I, don't get me wrong as you know darren i love steve smith more than almost any other person however moose was great and and i think he kind of because he didn't have that huge personality like smitty did he kind of tended to get forgotten especially as time went by which i thought was unfair because he was great he was well, it, it, he did have a personality of his own. He was still a wide receiver, and he was rather Hello. fond of his own accomplishments. I was standing there the day he walked on the practice field after taping over the nameplate on his jersey and wrote "Decoy" on the back with a sharpie. So, mm. he, still, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's not undersell Moose's personality. But that's such a neat kind of subplot to this whole thing, and and we're going to get into this more at Panthers.com in the coming days. But that whole relationship between him and Steve, there was absolutely some dynamic tension between the two of them because you had two alphas, as the kids say, Mm -hmm. two guys trying to be the lead dog, and there were two of them here at the same time. So there was a little bit of a push-pull, and now they get along. Now they... Now they're close friends, but it wasn't always necessarily that case. And it took some time for those two to kind of grow into that place. About the the complicated relationships that players have with their own teammates or even with their own organizations. I feel like that's the case with Julius Peppers as well. Uh, this this was the Julius Peppers time was when you were really in the thick of, of being a beat writer for the Carolina Panthers. And I always go back to a conversation we must have had back in the 850 The Buzz days, way, way back in the day. The Rock Hill Herald days. Yes. <laughs> where, it, it, again, correct me many if I'm Many jobs wrong. ago. Sorry. Yes, so many <laughs> jobs ago. But I feel like if I remember this conversation correctly, Peppers, with all the talent, was not exactly the vocal leader that the Panthers might have needed at that time. But again... Time heals these things. There's his return. And we saw a different Peppers when he was back with the Panthers, right? Yeah, he did. He kind of came back, and and he and I talked about this. And again, shameless tease, we'll have more from Julius coming up on Panthers.com soon. Uh, You'll want to check that out. Um, Julius was kind of finding himself as a human being as much as a football player. I mean, you talk about a kid who grew up in a small town in eastern North Carolina, played Mm -hmm. at the University of North Carolina, is drafted second overall by the Carolina Panthers. He had never been out of his home state. He had never really stretched himself out and and been able to grow as a person. And I say this, I raise my hand in self-awareness as a person who grew up in suburban Hickory and went to Appalachian State and has worked in Charlotte media his entire life. There's something about home Julius kind of wanted to experience something outside of the thing he had always known. And there was a fishbowl quality to it that he was never completely comfortable with. But he did. When he came back from Green Bay, he was a different guy. I mean, he was a little bit bigger. You know, he was pushing 300 pounds anyway. But um, he comes back bigger, but he had a presence about him. I mean, Julius comes back in the door almost as this warrior poet statesman who was leading all these young people who didn't know the thing so i i think it's uh it, it's a really neat personal progression for him because he was at peace with coming back and mm-hmm. he and he considered coming back even sooner than he actually did and it didn't quite work out but he feels a little more comfortable in his own skin now i i think just from talking to him about it but he acknowledged that you know, yes, personal. That one was more about personal growth than money or football or any of that kind of stuff. 
And Julius just made everything look so easy on the football field. And there was always, no matter how many sacks he managed to get or whatever, no matter what his performance was, it was like people always wanted more out of him from a performance. And that was always so fascinating to me because he just made it look easy. And it always was like people would, I remember people would accuse him of not trying hard enough. That always got frustrating for Mm -hmm. me because I'm like, come on. But, you know, and he had to deal with all of that. He had to deal with sort of being this like the great, expectations put on him but both at North Carolina and then when he went to the pay it was just a lot for him to deal with I was I was happy to have him back when he came back I was, yeah, I was I mean, when, when, when you are the size of Reggie White and can run <laughs> like Steve Smith I mean it just these things aren't normal so I don't think there's an athlete I've seen like in person that was that's better than him like just I, all around athlete I don't think so I mean he was a great basketball player too like really good an incredible basketball player yeah yeah and I'm convinced, I am firm in the belief, I remember talking to Chris Blake of the NBA when Julius was playing basketball at, at Carolina, and and I said, if he concentrated on basketball, and he was like, oh, yeah, he's a first-round yeah. pick. I mean, he's probably Ben Wallace if he gets to the league and plays 10 years. I mean, at, at least Ben Wallace. And because as you saw him develop in football and become more than just a physical freak, he would have probably done the same thing in basketball. He's just different. He's I mean, that's all there is to it. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, he, he, he is different. There's, I've never seen anybody like him. I doubt I ever will again. All right. So Darren and Darren Gant from Panthers.com joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. So who's next? Is it, is it, is it too soon to put Cam Newton in? No. Sorry. <laughs> well, now I will say, and I hope I'm not speaking out of school here, but I do. One of the things that you want your Hall of Honor honorees to be is retired for a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, that's fair. and Cameron Jarrell Newton has yet to come around to the idea that his playing career might be drawing nigh and he's still out there talking about opportunities. And, you know, I mean, are there guys worse than him currently playing NFL football? There absolutely are. The thing yeah. I worry about with Cam is we've reached that point of diminishing returns physically with him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the thing. I mean, ultimately, when his when his race is run, we will look back at the shoulder injury that really kind of started in the 17 season. The TJ Watt hit in Pittsburgh in 18 on Thursday night yeah. football is the thing everybody remembers. Yep. That was kind of the last draw. You can draw a line between career prior to that game and after that game. Yes. And he's just never the same afterward. And Cam was still a special player with his legs, as you saw when he rolled back in here in 21. Uh, for a brief moment, that that 10 day span when things were fun in 2021. Um, it was like the last fun. I remember. That was that was <laughs> that was the, the last Panthers. that was the last amount of fun <laughs> for the Carolina Panthers up until now. And, I, and I, this well, all I mean, me. there was there was the run last year when they were pushing for the playoffs, question mark, you know, and running 50 times a game. It was old school fun, but some people. No, here's what some, I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Brown not, didn't enjoy that. And I'm also going to tell you where it wasn't <laughs> from 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 our perspective. And I, I'm not trying to put you in a compromised position here. But while the Panthers were winning, there was an there was an outside conversation about whether they act, people actually wanted them to win because of no. Wilkes as a head coach potential. No, you got to tank for the best pick in the draft. You know, all these other things. The there, only there fun thing about it for me was place. the Steve Wilkes aspect of it all. That sure. was the only thing. It I was enjoyed. good to see yeah. him win, but again, then it, it was like, to, Hey, can we get a good draft pick please? When you're, when you're doing daily radio during the football season, when that was going on, it, it wasn't all that fun. Yeah. Uh, they and were they, offering up mana. They were off, offering up cheap content. You could do the tanking <laughs> versus making the playoffs yeah, every day. I know that can be exhausting after You're, a while. I think you guys I think, were looking at gift horses in the mouth. No, but here's where I'm at on this. And, and this is where we'll, we'll kind of close the conversation. I think, and, and Brian is a perfect person to have in here for this conversation. After a while, that kind of stuff starts to break fandom and apathy sets in. You right. just kind of check out. And I think what the Carolina Panthers have done a good job of, and, and you are obviously a part of this, Darren, that, it's trying to make people feel good about the team again. Yes. And it's not just in the the nostalgic warm fuzzies of Frank Reich or whatever it is. I think the way that the blueprint, the social media stuff, the YouTube show, Bryce Young and kind of the charm offensive that's been taking place since they've drafted him is trying to get people to feel good about the team again. And optimism is optimism is ultimately what fuels your fandom. 
And I think it's it's going to be a fun year, Bank of America. Yeah, and I think, and I can tell you this in all honesty, we're friends. Uh, this is not a coordinated effort on my part. Mm-hmm. This is organic. I mean, guys like Luke Keekley, guys like Jake DeLome, guys like Thomas Davis come to practice and are welcomed. Yeah. And they feel like they're well, having a moment here. in my feelings. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so it, Luke Keekley, honest to God, is here often enough. When he walks in, it's like, oh, yeah, Luke's here. <laughs> and it's and then you kind of have to stop and realize gang that's luke keekley over there he's yeah. one of those guys he's one of those guys we'll talk about in this context in the future yes of hall of honor and there are plenty of guys like that we could talk about greg Olson. i was gonna bring him up mm-hmm. yeah luke greg keekley ryan khalil thomas mm-hmm. davis Oh, yeah. Thomas and, Davis got to be on there considering what he did to his arm to play in the and, Super Bowl. And, of course, that one guy, that that one guy, one of these days. Yes. One of these days, for sure. One of these days. Darren Gant, Panthers.com. Hey, man, appreciate it. Good catching up. We'll have, yeah, we'll have highlights. This is fun. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be in Charlotte uh, soon enough. Soon enough. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. See y'all. That's Darren Gant from Panthers.com on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline next topic please all right before we move on to our next topic shout out to the butcher's market shout out to the listeners who have been going to the butcher's market and finally tasting and believing it's one thing to say it right it's one thing to go and have it and then go oh i see what Ovius and julia were talking about we hyped up the sandwiches one of our listeners said all right fine let me go try the steak and cheese they're like yeah okay this was legit oh yeah Oh, no, don't tempt me. <laughs> well, there's a butcher's market on your way back home. Lauren. I know that. All right. Where? <laughs> Just saying. Something you could pick up on your way back home. So butcher's market's got five locations across the triangle. Go check them out. It goes beyond just, hey, they got meat. They got sandwiches, great sides as well. So check them out at the butcher's market. Also check out Breeze Through. I am probably going to hit the Breeze Through on the way to Walnut Creek. I got a random invite by our friends uh, to go see Matchbox 20 tonight at Walnut Creek. Wow, maybe the early 2000s are back. So back. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a random thing that actually occurred uh, during during the recording today. Like, hey, you, you, we got two tickets. You, you want to go? And I'm like, okay, fine. So, and I'm saying like Matchbox 20, like how many Matchbox 20 songs do I actually know? Like if you tell me the titles, I'll immediately know them. I'm That's like, exactly Yeah, it. but I'm like, wait, I'm mixing them up in my mind with Blink-182. <laughs> No, those are two completely different things. Lawrence. I mean, I'm aware, but I also don't know which did which song. So I went, I'm like thinking about Matchbox 20 songs in my head. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, there's probably like anywhere between five to 10 radio staples yes. from Matchbox 20 over at least two albums yes. that I'll recognize. So now, if, and if Rob Thomas does his solo stuff, like, I don't want to be lonely no more. Then oh, that's, that's really okay. A, that's now really I know when you bring Rob Thomas, I'm like, okay, now I'm bringing it back. Is he going to do smooth though? Of course. Where's Santana? Well, it's just, Matchbox 20. I mean, they I have guitarists, don't they? I know that it's not the same. Not the same. I know it's not the same, but like, anyway, come on. So, you gotta play uh, that. On the way out to Walnut Creek, and if you're going to do the tailgating, yes. uh, you need to hydrate. You need to make sure you got some waters in the car on your way back. Breeze Through's got it. And of course, fill up your gas tank at Breeze Through as well. I think anybody who knows Lauren understands that she has an irrational fear of mascots. Yeah, I don't love them. No. Can we get, I don't want to make this a therapy session, but do you know the source as to why you have this irrational fear of mascots? Um, I just find them unsettling. It's not every mascot. It's some more than others, like especially the ones with the blank eyes. Okay. You know, like the soulless eyes. Like Otto the Orange? Yeah, like Otto. Well, and like, you know, the Purdue mascot, the Purdue Pete. Oh, Purdue Pete, yeah. It looks like a murderer. <laughs> And also like the Providence Friar. Yeah. I conquered that fear though. I took a picture with him once for, right. for charity. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I mean, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the point. I don't like that they don't talk. Mm-hmm. They do weird things. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, it just creeps me out. I don't like it. All right. So you not a fan of mascots. Right. So I'm going to present to you Mrs. Met, not Mr. Met. Mrs. Met. I actually am a bigger fan of lady mascots because okay. there aren't enough of them. Miss Wolf. Like Miss Wolf? M- top of my list. Oh, e- oh yeah. Miss Wolf is a top five mascot without question. I think Florida is a lady gator. Very cute. But Miss Wolf, not thick with two C's. Mrs. Met. Okay. 
thick with two C's. You have not seen this. This is from the MLB All-Star game. Right off the bat, I haven't even played the video yet. And Lauren's like, what? <laughs> what? The hips do not lie, Lauren. Well, she's got right. the hip out. Like, yeah. This is from uh, this is from uh, SNY. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. Shake it. I hear the dribble, which is hilarious. All right, so I want to focus on this man. There's there's another video that was making the rounds. This is from a guy uh, Bo on Twitter. I guess it was like another uh, piece of footage. If you're watching, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, it doesn't do justice because I wish you could see Lauren's <laughs> eyes bugging out watches, watching Mrs. Met. I wasn't ready. Just shaking it. First, are you intimidated by that for different reasons? What do you mean? I mean, you're intimidated by a mascot, but are you intimidated by Mrs. Met um, and the moves? Because no. I'm a little intimidated. If I saw Miss Met moving on me like that, I'd be like, oh, whoa, hey, hey, <laughs> Ms. Met, where's Mr. Met? What's going on? Hey, let's, let's, let's hold on a second. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. It's less creepy than a lot of things mascots do. All right. So here's my ultimate question. Okay. Okay. As I, as I zoom in on wow. the backside. Exactly. I'm sorry. As I zoom in on the backside <laughs> of this net. Is that a real ass? Or is that is that padded? With all the Real Housewives I've watched, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at, at being able to tell what's fake. Okay. But that one, I feel like it's fake because of... I, it has some padding. I feel like. It I feel has like. To. I feel like it has some padding. Yeah, as well. it's not a natural. I feel. Shape. I feel. Ex- thank you. The only way to really know is she's got the apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. It's the only thing that I need to see going forward. Because she's from New York, where are the Tims? Right. Uh, yeah. I need the I Tims. I need the Tims on that. Yeah. Anyway, so I think you and I are in agreement. Wow. You are you and I in agreement that that's a fake ass. <sighs> That I is mean, a prosthetic I, ass. That is not a real ass. That's not true thickness. I mean, I think that there's some enhancement there. Yeah. <laughs> like some like some Kardashian enhancement? I think there's some padding on the sides there, not on the back. Okay. I think there's just a little on the sides because I just have never seen a butt like do that. I don't think. Like that wasn't a cartoon. I don't know. <laughs> Right? Am I crazy? Like I don't. No, I've I don't never seen it. Like there's so much that goes off to the side there that I just. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm I'm inclined to not like the Mets, but I'm suddenly kind of a fan. I'm at least a fan of Mrs. Met. Well, and you know what? One thing that having a an additional mascot that's a lady does mm-hmm. that's a woman does it always makes the male mascot look bad. By comparison, <laughs> like whenever she's around too, it's like, man, she's bringing it. Like, look at her. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the man, you're like, why are you here? Just move on. Why are men? Pretty much. Why are men? <laughs> We're moving on. All right. Something completely silly uh, with Ms. Met and whether or not those are real or not. <laughs> those. The, the, that ass is real or not. Uh, those With cheeks. cheeks. <laughs> Double cheeked up. Oh, boy. <laughs> so from something completely silly to something a little bit more serious uh, in that we're seeing some institutional meltdowns take place at West Virginia for basketball and Bob Huggins and Northwestern. Yeah. As they've just fired uh, Pat uh, Fitzgerald, their head coach, uh, who's been there for, what, 15, 17 years. He basically 17, is, 17 think, years. Yeah. So he's basically, he is Northwestern football. He was one of their best players. He has been the coach of their probably best stretch of football, even though the last couple of years has been pretty bad. But what's happening at Northwestern is in, is interesting because it goes beyond just Fitzgerald. This seems to be an athletic-wide department because you'll remember that ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips was the, was the athletics director at Northwestern. Yeah. The guy that they selected, the deputy, deputy AD, that was going to replace Jim Phillips mm-hmm. ended up not getting the job or he had the job and then resigned from the job. Oh, interesting. I because I, I believe I don't have the story in front of me, but I believe it was a cheerleading complaint about harassment and intimidation mm-hmm. and you know, who knew what, when, and then we also have some other stories like the baseball coach is now suddenly finding himself in it at Northwestern. So this seems like it's more institutional issue than the football program. And if it kind of permeates the athletic department, I do think we're in a situation going into ACC kickoff where the commissioner is going to either have a prepared statement in the filibuster, the swaffle buster, or he's going to do an interview before the they Phillips actually get to buster. AC. This is easier with him. That's very fair point. <laughs> it just feels that Jim Phillips is yet again going to find himself at an ACC kickoff yeah. where 
he's 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 going to be the focal point in a way that he does not want to be the focal point because national folks are going to show up for this story to ask right. him some questions because he was the AD at the time yep. when a lot of these complaints were coming up in Northwestern. Although, I mean, I know that I remember when he got the job, a lot of media people I know nationally like him yeah. very much. And yeah. so I, I, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I think he'll get, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to get out ahead of it a little bit. I would, if, if yes, you would have to yeah. at some point to explain what you knew, what you did not know. When, when did you receive these complaints and, and everything I think, else? I think even if it were just the football issue right like that's such a big component of your athletics department that mm. it wouldn't matter i don't think even if it were just the football team you know what i mean like i think people would still have questions because that's such a big part i mean each program does sort of tend to be its own entity yeah. you know culturally speaking and whatever at a school but like to have your football program have that kind of stuff going on yeah that's not great so there's two there's two outshoot offshoot conversations uh, that take place we don't cover northwestern we're not in it every day northwestern is a team that occasionally plays duke in football and you kind of look at it as a measuring again stick. this year and again this year although again northwestern's been bad the last couple Very of years bad. whereas duke under mike elko's been trending upward or looks to continue trending upward so this isn't necessarily about northwestern it's about what tends to happen in these stories that bothers me to no end? And the first instance is the classic, but I'm friends with this person. You'll never find a better man than no. this guy who understands culture. Culture starts getting thrown out a lot. And we see this from the Darren Ravels of the world, Danny, because <laughs> he's a Northwestern guy. He's like, I personally know Pat Spitzer. I'm like, you know him in a different context, my dude. And the same with Danny Cannell. Former quarterback, he's on SiriusXM. Um, you know, he's active on Twitter, and he's like, "So now you can just fire people from your couch?" As if, and again, it's this odd dismissal of real stories, right? People that are willing to go on the record to explain to you their experience, and you dismiss their experience out of hand yeah. because you like the coach or for any other number of really frivolous reasons. It seems, yeah, it does. It seemed in the beginning like this was almost becoming another culture war flashpoint. He's and I'm trying to cancel this is cancel culture. I'm yes. like, well, if that happened, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you mean it's cancel culture? Like, if, if he knew about this and like encouraged it, then yeah, I don't understand what the issue is. That's literally sexual assault. Like, uh, just boys we're being, done it's, here. It's just boys being boys. Well, and I think that you see this a lot when it comes to issues like sexual assault, whether yeah. it's, you know, between men or with men and women or whatever, is is there's this notion of like whether it's an enabler or somebody who helped perpetrate. It's like, oh, I know them. Like they would never do this. And I feel like I, I just don't know why we aren't over that at this point. Like we've seen we've seen it proven that people that people swore up and down were like good people, quote unquote, yeah. can absolutely do things like this. And if you just deny it because you know them and you think they could never do it then you're not helping anything. You're like actively hurting people that want to come forward and want to tell their story. It wasn't my experience. Well, that's your experience. Like, I, I'm Good sorry. You. you don't see, you don't see people doing that. Like when someone gets put like on trial for murder or something, you know, well you do sometimes, yeah, but you, you not these types of people as much, you oh, know, like the they stay quiet, but sexual assault. No, no, we can defend enabling that. That's fine. And because he's a good person or it's enabling because, well, he helped us win football games. That's always the thing, too. Not very, not enough. But not a lot. I mean, what, there were one <laughs> I mean, eleven last not year. Not to say there's a number that should be enough, but it's no. like sometimes when you see coaches like this and you're like, they should be better for but, what you're letting them get away. And, the, and there were two other things that came out of this that made me kind of go like, here we go again. And this is a tale as old as time. It's not just Northwestern. You see this at other institutions. You feel like you can. All right. Because the initial punishment for Pat Fitzgerald was two weeks. That happened during the dead period. They, no recruiting visits or anything. It was essentially two weeks unpaid vacation in the summer before anything of consequence actually at happens for the head coach of a football program. Right. So they do an initial two-week suspension. Yeah. And then the Northwestern student paper puts out stories with like actual details that I'm, I'm imagining Northwestern paying a legal firm to do this investigation over six months knew that these were things that were happening. It just so happened that the paper put it into public record and actually had people go on record, not just anonymous. Yeah. And then they did some journalism. And then the president J. of Northwestern goes, Oh, well, you know, I, I initially aired on the, uh, on the initial punishment. This is my decision. I'm going to fire him now. And it just reeks of, Oh, we thought this would get swept under the rug and 100%. people would move on with their lives. And then we could just go about our business. 
And it's that culture of, I don't want to know. Let's just hope it goes away. Yes. Rather than taking matters into your own hand at first, this happens at institutions all the time and it makes things incredibly difficult on themselves. For what? Because people end up getting more, there's more aftermath in these events I know. than had they just initially taken care of it the first time. I don't, I don't know why they do it. I think, I don't know. I guess they just assume it won't come out or maybe they just figure like, surely they won't talk to people about this or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. The culture of fear will win out. The culture of, no, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And, and they just assume they won't, they won't want to tell their story. But I think, yeah, they got tired of the way it was being swept under the rug. And that's part of why they did. And the last part of this that is mildly infuriating from our perspective, from a media perspective, we got Stuart Mandel of The Athletic. Oh uh, and oh. he, he, he retweeted awful announcing their story about how Northwestern student newspaper was lauded for breaking the football uh, hazing story. So Mandel decides to use this as an opportunity to say, don't be fooled by the cranky sports journalism dying tweets. Mind you, we had ESPN and all their layoffs. The New York Times Sports Department. Literally ended their sports got, department. Just ended Done. The, so that they could make the athletic. The day before this tweet was sent. Yes. So the future has <laughs> never been brighter because the talent I've seen coming out of colleges over the past several years has never been stronger. That's Stuart Mandel. Yes, uh, and I, that was his takeaway. Stuart is very nice. Like I've interacted with him. So I'm sure, a very nice too. person. Um, but also very naive. A, yeah. Stuart's always been a very naive person to me. And okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It, always, always. And again, I've interacted with him very, very limited times at like ACC kickoff and whatnot. Again, incredibly nice guy, yes. but he's always come across as, man, you really think that it's one way, but it's the other way. And what... Right. So his, to his point, that student journalism has never been better. I don't doubt it. There's a ton of talented people out there. There's always been talent. Yes. Okay. And I maybe I'm biased about this because I've stuck around in this area for a very long time. And I've seen people come through and you've seen people come through yep. both the Daily Tar Heel and the Technician and the Duke Chronicle. And they've all gone on to really good jobs. But there's a consistency. It's not a talent issue. It is a where, A, are they going to go when they leave college as the media industry continues to contract? Number yep. one. Number two, the talented folks, at least on the print side or the written side, there's the consistent effort to burn you out. Burnout is such a huge issue in especially, like you said, print and, mm -hmm. and digital to a lesser degree. But yes, you and I both know plenty of talented writers who, if things were different and the industry was actually healthy, unlike what Stuart Mandel is trying to point out, would actually be a columnist for 30 years. They'd be in the business for a very long time. Instead, what I'm seeing is a consistent, basically, co people coming out of college, at least locally, people coming out of college and going in one or two directions. They either... In their early 20s, they can do the job. No kids. You know? Right. Also, then a, they settle down yep. and things get different because they have to make more money, you mm -hmm. know, to live. Also, there's, there's, you got to make money to live, number one. Or sometimes people come from a position of privilege and they're able to go be an intern somewhere. They're able to go write for cheap because they get financial support from right. a parent or a spouse. Now, again, I, I had that. I had that too. Yeah. Okay. So these are things that like, and I recognize that I'm probably not able to have the career that I have without A, my parents, B, with Kelly. Right. So not everybody gets that. All right. So there, yes, there are plenty of talented people that are coming out, but ultimately you got to make a living and the conditions right now are not conducive no. for that talent to go make a living and stick with it. So you see one of two things happen. They do it, they burn out in their twenties and then they get out of the game completely because yes. there's no future for them. Right. Or they go to TV, but as we're coming to find out, TV or, is not or so they great work either. for schools or they work for schools, which or is more money. Or right. a team. Or a team. Exactly. So look, again, I'm not trying to bang on Stuart here too much, but I saw that. It's like, buddy, read the room, man. Yeah. And th room. I was going to say, like, the stuff we were talking about too was just national. Like, that's not even yeah. saying all the local stuff that's happened all over the country. It's not just here, like, mm -hmm. where, you know, news, like, newsrooms are cutting back and whatever, and cut in sports is often the first to go. Next topic, please. All right, shout out to Oak City Sports Cards. Check them out downtown Raleigh, Weston Scott, uh, what you need. Most importantly, if you have some sports cards, you got to get them graded to truly know what their value is. Now, Jillio and I are going to go to ACC kickoff and we're going to bring some packs of cards. Like, okay. let's, let's remember some dudes, old school Deadsman. 
I feel like if we can get an old pack of cards in front of Mac Brown, it's like it's the game of how many of these guys in a pack of like 80s football players. Ooh, that'd be cool. I bet he could name a lot of them. Well, I bet, he I bet know, he'd be like, yes, yes. He would know yes. them all. He'd and be he's excited. like, and he'd also probably be like, oh, yes, I coached him here. Right. Or he'd have I, a story. He'd have a story like, oh, I coached a guy, you know, part of my staff ended up coaching him in this team or whatever it is. Like he made the game, whatever, game winning play against the, us. Whatever. The players, though, are a little tricky because I don't think you can play that. You know, let's remember some dudes from the 80s and 90s. No. Pokemon cards, though. Well, I was going to say the only card I'm familiar with lately with uh, my now seven year old is yeah. the Pokemon cards. See? He got a bunch for his birthday. I had to help him organize them into the binders. He's like telling me about attack stuff. I'm like, I don't understand what any of this means. So I have a feeling like there's going to be a player we come across and we open up a pack of Pokemon cards that were like, look, in middle school, that was my Pokemon. Like I crushed it with this guy or like I traded. I, I just feel like there might be a story um, related to Pokemon. I feel Maybe. like. I feel like it's cooler now to do Pokemon maybe than it was when we were younger, but maybe I'm wrong, you know, or like when the, these kids were younger, yeah, right? I feel like it's become cooler more recently. I, I can see that. I can see that. Also shout out to mosquito authority and pest authority. We are in the grossest part of the summer, which means it's peak mosquito time, but with mosquito authority, you can help keep that down, tamp it down with mosquito authority. I just, I know this from experience, my backyard with the Creek, all the foliage, they can get really, really gross back there. And mosquitoes would jump on you with mosquito authority. Yeah. There's still some mosquitoes, but it's not as bad as it was. And I thank that to mosquito authority. Pest authority can also take care of all your other household needs, but I'm a big fan of mosquito authority and pest authority. You want to answer some Hey Joe questions before we get out of here, Lauren? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Check out Anthony, downtown Raleigh, oakwoodpizzabox.com. All right, let's see what we have here from Mikey in DFW. Hey, Joe, besides Friar Dom, who are the worst three college mascots to take to the beach? (laughs) I feel like you wouldn't want to take any of them to the beach because they're all in heavy costumes. Well, I mean, who looks like they would be best positioned to enjoy? Clearly, Mrs. Met. I'd like to see Mrs. Met in a bathing suit. See if that. Thing, I mean, I'll bet see, you would. See if that ass is real. <laughs> Just say it. Show me what you got, Mrs. Met. Well, yeah. Now I'm like, oh, Miss Wolf would have a great time at the beach. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like she's probably best suited to take to the beach with the outfit and everything else. Oh, 100 percent. She's already looking cute. She's ready. Right. Just hang out. She doesn't even have to go to the beach. Although She's I don't think wolves boardwalk. like the beach, but you know, there's that. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, have you ever heard of seeing like a wolf on a beach? I guess I've never seen a wolf on the beach. No, never. Now that I think about it. But dogs like the beach. And a wolf is a dog. Kind of. It's a canine. <laughs> They're different. I mean, I've seen plenty of dogs on the beach digging, going for ghost crabs. You're telling me a wolf wouldn't like that? Dogs love people. Wolves, not so much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although there's the Tamascan dog that, as you say, uses as a mascot. Very precious. It's an adorable dog. Beautiful dog. Okay. So I'm trying to think of the worst, though. Out of the ACC, who would be the worst to take to the beach? I mean, obviously, Sebastian the Ibis is hanging out in Miami all the time. He knows all the dope spots. Yeah, he'd South be great to take. I mean, this, Otto, Otto. Otto strikes me as like the person. You that, can't like walk next to Otto. He's going to be like knocking stuff out of your hands because he's so wide. Otto is classic person you take to the beach that they get hit with, they get hit with one wave and they're dropping. Right. You know, you got to have like three beach towels to fit how wide <laughs> Otto is. It's a, no, absolutely I feel not. Like, I feel like the demon deacon would be the worst to take to the beach. Why? Well, because he's got the hat. It'll probably mess with the shibumi shade. It's too tall. True. He is wearing a jacket. He's, yeah, jacket's probably hot in that thing. Right. That would be. Yeah, I'm thinking Demon Deacon might be the worst to take to the beach. To be fair, though, he looks like he he knows how to party. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it is Wake Forest. Wake don't, Forest low key knows how to party. Yes, though. they do. That's yes, they do. Don't don't be confused by their history. They no. absolutely do know how to party. Hey, never forget they were one of the first in the state to offer beer at football games at the top hat tavern. No, I never forgot that. Never forget that. Never forget. And my, that. the wake people I know, my wake people, they know how to party. All right. From Jeff panic room back, like Texas back. Right. Oh, yes. No. It's more Wait, like, it's more like Texas, Texas is, back. Yeah, I guess. It is more Texas, like Texas isn't. So. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny. We haven't, you and I haven't really done anything since the last panic room, right? Yeah, we have not. Cause you didn't even, I was going to say you hadn't co-hosted no. before I got got. So yeah, I guess this would be the first time we've. I might we've have actually, gone on the air with y'all like once, but that was it was know. not very long. I don't so remember. yeah, yeah. Uh, look, one thing that we've been trying to do with the the podcast is just be upfront about stuff, and there've been some questions about the return of Panic Room, 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't mean that we don't have something cooking with Lauren. Right. I mean, I think something along those. Would people pay for the panic room? Room. That's a good question. Because with YouTube, I haven't, I haven't enacted this, this feature yet, but now that we've gotten to X amount of subscribers, we can actually do paid content. Well, you know, the paid content I want to do. What make make more chicken salad sandwiches with the spurtle? Oh, I mean, I, I could if people pay for that. I'm, you know, start it up right now. Like I got, I got it. Okay. Um, but no, like people have always wanted us to do like a one with alcohol or something. Oh, like a drunk yeah, panic room. Like a drunk panic room. I mean, something. I don't know what we call it. We'd have to come up with a clever name, but uh, drunk history of ACC. I have no idea. Or something. I mean, some like something where we talk about a game, either like as it's happening or after it's over or whatever. Like after it's over, I guess. Yeah, I feel like we can go to a bar for that. We don't necessarily have to do that here, even though we do have beer in the fridge. But that's true. We could go to a bar, although might be cheaper to do. It yeah, it probably would be cheaper to do that here, and you can just drink what you wanted, like. At what point on the vodka sodas would you be just letting it rip? Right now? Right now. Three. Three? Yeah, my tolerance is down. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Three. Here's from Greg. Uh, how's LeBron Lowe oh. feeling about the Panthers this year and winning the NFC South? You know, nothing scares me more than hope, Greg. Mm. So I don't I don't like to lean into hope ever. Um I will say it is refreshing to not look at this team and be absolutely convinced that it is a tire fire and going nowhere good. Mm -hmm. That's a new feeling for me. I hadn't felt that in a couple of years, you know? So like, okay, maybe this could be good, right? Like this could be good. I am allowing myself to get there, which as you know, is progress for me. It could be good. Am I going to like lean all the way in and be like, it's going to be amazing. No, because this is not my first rodeo, people. Okay, it's not. I've been around the block a few times. I know the danger of hope with this team. Mm -hmm. But am I willing to open my heart to the possibility? Yes, I am. I am willing to open my heart to it, that they've made good choices. But you have to understand, that means I have to believe they've made good choices. I want to think that. It seems like the choices could be good. It It seems like it. But, you know, just I have a lot of fear. Fair enough. Fair enough. This is from Joshua. Uh, hey, Brownlow, what's the best story about Ovius from your birthday? <laughs> you just turned 40. You just, oh, no. Yeah, you just turned 40. Uh, you had a party at Graffiti in downtown Cary. <laughs> Shout out to Wayne. Graffiti's a great spot. Um, you got a Bryce Young jersey. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I I'm sorry. You, this seems to be about you. I, I helped you throw axes. Yes. But my best friend was there too. And she was like insisting. She's like, Brownlow, before you get too drunk, you're throwing axes. And I'm like, okay. So I've, re- I've referenced my stat, stat, my state at your birthday party. <laughs> I was like, we're friends. Am I supposed to like, just like dog you out on the, on the podcast? Thing? Yeah, it's fine. I brought it up. No, I mean, honestly, I... <laughs> Nothing to I like you didn't do anything that embarrassing when like I was there. I mean, you just were clearly very intoxicated. <laughs> yes. Like very intoxicated. Uh, so and I was just like, wow. I believe both you and Jillio, um, Ken and poor Kelly, because I I was in bad shape. <laughs> I was in really, really bad shape. Oh man. Uh I threw up, but multiple times. Yeah. But the um I I believe in Jillio said this. I'm pretty sure you said this too. And that, uh, yes. that, you know, Jillio's known me for 20 some odd years. You and I have known each other now for what, 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've, you've been with me at various events where alcohol is. And where it's free. And it's free. None of this was free for your birthday. No, um, it was not. But that didn't stop I believe you, did Jillio, it? <laughs> I believe Jillio said that is the drunkest yes. I've ever seen you. Easily. You, you would back that up? Yeah, because you, you'll get drunk, but you don't get like wasted. No. I've never seen you like that. No. And I, you know, I mean, to be fair, the older we get, the less. Right. I don't want it to try. The, it took me two days. It took me two days to get over that. I 100% believe that. I'm sure you felt like absolute garbage oh, the I, entire I, next day. I felt like garbage the entire next day. I had. You should super, have gone to get an IV or something. I, I got super anxiety too. Like, what did I say? What did I do? You right. know, those types of things. No, like, did no, I say something embarrassing to your mother? No, I could just tell like your eyes were like not fully there. <laughs> That's how I knew you were really drunk. Like your eyes were like half open. And I'm like, <laughs> and you know, you're just very friendly. Yeah. Not like excessively, just very friendly. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, huh, this is, <laughs> this is, he seems very drunk. Yeah. Apparently I was slurring my speech too. 
yeah. which doesn't happen very often. No, I've n- I've n- no, I had never seen you do that before. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I guess again, we, we've referenced your party a couple times. Wayne keeps bringing it up on the nine one nine advice podcast. He was never he's never gonna let it go. Yeah, because it was his nitro old fashions that did me in. Did you know the bourbon in that was one hundred and one proof? I believe it. And also they make, I like, they make great drinks there. Like that's no, why do. I wanted they to do. go. And so, yeah, but it was good stuff. It was, it was definitely good. <laughs> Too stuff. good apparently. All right. Uh, from Carl fries, tots or hash. Brown. I needed all of those after Brown those party uh, fries, tots <laughs> or hash browns. What is your go-to potato? Side it's ball? always fries. Like, I, I mean, all those are fine and all I can eat a hash. I can eat hash browns, you know, sometimes, but, mm-hmm. and I can eat tots sometimes, but like fries, I mean, it's, it's always fries. All right. All right. All right. Uh, from Ken, uh, hey, Joe, is Jillio going to spend all of his gambling winnings on a company card? No, I hope <laughs> not. Uh, and does Jim Phillips need to face questions about his time as AD? Yeah, no, I mean, we talked about that earlier. He do, he is going to have to answer some questions about his time as athletics director at Northwestern. As far as uh, the gambling winnings on a company card, no. Did, did you know that Joe wants to buy a company car, a pod car? Oh, no. Because he thinks it's like a tax write-off. Not understanding that, and Aaron... Uh, over at SoundOff, who's been helping us with a lot of the graphic design stuff. Uh, shout out to Anna. He's like, yeah, so you understand that there's insurance that comes with that too. Right. And all the other things that it gets a lot more expensive. Than Car insurance think. ain't cheap. Yeah, Joe's of this attitude where like anything we get for the LLC is just a tax write-off. <laughs> and like, it won't count. Like, it can't tax us. It's, ta- it's an asset. I'm like, yeah, but there's other There's still other costs with associated it. with that, right? In this case, insurance. Yeah. And Joe, I don't trust Joe in a car. That's fair. Because like the Giglio family goes through some vehicles. So yeah, I am. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust you in a car. Yeah. I think that's fair. I trust you less in a car. Yeah. That's also fair. Even though I have, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say this. I like, this isn't even wood to knock on. I don't think, but like, yeah. I, I can't, I, I used to go through cars at a much faster rate when I was younger. <laughs> um, thankfully I've been much more careful in my later adult years. That's good. That's good. I, hopefully I can talk him out of the whole company card thing, man, because I'm not, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, we'll close, close on this from Noah. Hey, Joe and Lo. Do I have Aww. any questions to ask? Just want to let you know that I appreciate y'all and the work you do. Thank you. That's very nice. But yeah, so uh, you want to give like an update to people? How you been? Um, you know, I am still not feeling like 100%. I would say I'm probably closer to like 45. Okay. I don't know. Down average. All right. Uh, but I'm sort of just learning to live with it, like live with the long COVID. Like, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Hopefully yeah. I eventually get back to a hundred percent. And I'm uh, currently unemployed. So, you know, if anybody knows of anything, <laughs> hit me up. Like I'm all ears. Yeah. We don't have enough money yet. It's fine. Sorry. But I, I do freelance work. Maybe so. we can, maybe we can, maybe we can bring you on with some drunk YouTube videos. Yeah, y'all want to pay for that? Like, I'm down. Okay, we'll we'll tie it, we'll, we'll tie it back into your party. How much are people willing to pay to watch me? <laughs> just how much would you half, charge to get that half eyed open slurring speech? Me talking about ACC stuff. How much would people pay for that, Lauren? Um, <laughs> depends on the person. I think yeah, some I people so. would pay a lot more than. Well, others. as I always tell Joe, there's always something for somebody on the internet. It's all there. It's all available for you. All available. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today's edition. Uh, You want to do this again tomorrow? Sure. All right. Let's do it again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.